0: Hello and welcome to the Jocktime for podcast for mid-Feb 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is man who is also accusing Melbourne coach Simon Goodwin of bullying. It's Adam Rosenbarks.
1: Yeah, g'day Michael. I uh, didn't want to start off the show, you know, on this note, but uh, it's been put out there. It's come out that uh, there's, a, there's an issue with the Melbourne Football Club and I know they won a premiership and it obviously worked in their favour, but... Simon Goodwin, uh, not only did he bully the club doctor, allegedly, coming out from the doctor, but he has had a red-hot crack at me over multiple years. No way. Sustained, one would say. Sustained. He, amongst other things, said uh, I was incompetent, not funny. He said I was a loser, unattractive, disliked, stupid. He called me a failure, said I was untrustworthy, illiterate, rude, and then he circled back and said... You're still unattractive, mate. Now,
0: yeah. Look, I, I, I don't think that's bullying, Adam. I think that's just a man speaking his mind, speaking the truth. Don't you think? Have you thought? Have you looked inward on this? So life? you think? So you think I'm wasting my time with my Supreme Court? I feel like uh, I feel like you might be laughed out of court. Um, just by the fact that there's <laughs> pretty much every word on that we can we can prove, and maybe have footage of as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, mate. I tell you how I'm going to win. I've got Ben Robert Smith's lawyers, so we we are going to take Simon Goodwin to task. Where he's having
0: he's having a lot of fun in the courtroom. <laughs> imagine bringing up yeah. imagine bringing For, a defamation suit. I don't even know what we can say here,
1: yeah. but like. Well, we're re- only we're re-reporting what's in the news. Yeah, sure. He started he started the civil case himself. A defamation. He started suit. it,
0: and there it's like just a yeah. bunch of people lined up and go. Oh, I'm gonna say a whole bunch of horrible things <laughs> in court about you.
1: Yeah, and he's gone, Fucking hell, I tell you what, if I win this case I'm not gonna look good <laughs> Like he, 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 he might as well
0: put on like a comedy roast just like to hear stuff about himself instead of like paying all the money yeah. to go to
1: court. I think are we going to jail for that? Yeah, yeah, and then and then he came out and said to me, I'll shoot you in the back of the fucking <laughs> head and everyone laughs. It's a little bit of fun. That was reported today. You don't have to cut that out. Anyway, off the um SAS, and back onto the Melbourne Football Club. It's it's a shambles down there. Are you seeing stripped premiership for all the stuff that's gone on down there over I the summer? I think
0: Gill would be looking at it very closely um, mm. in the lead-up because obviously they're going to be unveiling the flag on round one, round two, whenever their first home game is. And I think it could be a dark day in Australian sport. to Some of the behaviour of mm. Simon Goodwin to be drinking and gambling with the players is outrageous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did, did you find that well, strange? See, did you find that strange
0: people got knacky well, about that?
1: Firstly, can I stop you there? They don't have a premiership flag to unveil. They lost that at the Sorrento uh, pub, gambling on the animated horses. Oh no! So if they if they go back, if they go back and win it back, then they have something to unveil. But uh, Goody got him. He got a big time in the hole. He's like, mate, go all in on number seven. It's due, <laughs> and it wasn't. It came last. But did you find it a bit strange? I I
0: didn't find that to be a massive deal. Now, obviously, Goody's had his gambling problems in the past. But, I mean, yes. if you're just gambling on the animated greyhounds, that means you're perfectly fine. It's normal. No, nothing to see here. But I didn't find Mate, that weird that money. drinking and gambling with the players was, you know, that, that out of line for an AFL coach.
1: Yeah, so the story was that uh, last January, before they won the Premiership in 2021, he was down at the Sorrento pub. And, of course, Melbourne football club down at Sorrento makes a hell of a lot of sense. It's perfect. It's not uh, it's, obviously, they, it's they, not
0: Frankston. It's got to be sorrento Portsea, like that kind of area. Like, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. They probably just left the yacht club after a beautiful lunch and wandered up the hill to the pub.
0: And there's probably like a, um, a patron of the club that gives you a house to say it.
1: Yes. Yeah, so they went to the pub and they spent the afternoon there and there was a big deal about – and even uh, apparently – uh, Gil came out and said, this is bullshit. Mm. You don't do that with the players. You don't spend the afternoon drinking and gambling with them. They need to respect you. They don't need to like you, but they need to respect you. But if you if you see a man put a long shot trifecta on or a quaddie on with all trifectas involved in it, don't know if you can do that, and you go, mate, that man, he has put 50K on that. I fucking respect that man. I just get the feeling that... uh." Maybe your coach
0: is a bit like uh, your teacher.
1: Like, do you remember how weird it was when you'd see a teacher in real life? Oh, fucking freaky, right? Out. You'd see him at the supermarket. You'd be like, and you'd you, you wouldn't you wouldn't confront them because you'd be like, this is this is like seeing a unicorn. Yeah, for sure. I I can't I can't I, I can tell everyone that I saw them. I saw what they were buying. They bought deodorant, uh, which you know the schoolyard, the um, playground rumour tells us that he doesn't wear it. I had a teacher who lived in the same street as me.
0: So I'd see him a little bit every now and then and it's like going, oh, when are you gonna move? I'm like going to Mum and Dad, Can we can we move? Can we move house?
1: <laughs> it's too weird. No, they I actually think so it's it's a new age thing. So the old the old um, kind of day was the coaches didn't get along with the players, right? they they treated him rough. They were not quite nice to him. They screamed at him and they weren't mates, but the players respected him. Ah, will uh, say Kevin Sheedy, all those players loved him, but they were never mates mm. with him. But now the wheel has turned. It's a new generation. And I think that if Goody is out there on the, on the punt with them, and let's just say they finish the punt and they go to like a festival with Goody. And I'm not saying he did this, but say he's double dropping with them. You know, yep. he's sneaking stuff in and they're like, Oh, we can't do it. He goes, mate, fuck water. Let's go, boys. Let's have some fucking fun. Let's all shave our heads. Don't worry about it. Get rid of your armpit hair. I've got us covered. I know the doctor. I'll have a chat to him. I'll bully him into it. We'll be do fine. Do you feel like also
0: maybe back in the day, like, the coach, uh, maybe it was just, like, me being a child and thinking everyone was older, old, old, but, like, you got the feeling like the coaches are a great deal older than the players, and therefore they didn't really have anything in common. You know, the, coach, the no, players but so would I reckon, go off and, like, you know, I mean, do their go out to the nightclub on a Saturday night and the um the coach would go home to their, you know, three grown children and, you know, have a, a vermouth.
1: Vermouth. <laughs> but I reckon, like, when Sheed started, he would have been, what, mid-30s. And I know he's, like, 12 years older than the players, but that's not... I know when you're young, everyone else seems way old, but that's not crazy old, no, is no,
0: it? No, 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 um, no. But eventually it got resolved. And also, let's look at it this way.
1: Uh, they yeah. won the fucking flag So it worked <laughs> Yeah Well that that's the thing isn't it It undoes everything Like I think now And I want to see The Carlton Football Club And Michael Voss I want to see them Staggering out of the Tankerville Hotel sure. At three in the morning That's what I want to see I don't want to see them Hard on the track I don't want to see those photos I want to see uh, Photos of them At the Tankerville With um, You know Eyes the, the, the black bit of their eyes Like the size of dinner plates I want to see them Fucking cooked And that way I will get all in on the Blues winning the flag.
0: I want to see Vossi go out and play pool mm. against a bunch oh, yeah. of people with so the players. And then just, if it goes so wrong. Down, down Fitzroy Street somewhere.
1: <laughs> but see, again, aren't you, you have the respect. When, you're, when your coach wraps his pool cue around <laughs> the head of a patron that has just beaten him on the pool table, you are like, I am all in on this bloke. It's one in, all in, I reckon.
0: I'm trying to remember. I think it was, was it the bloke? Yeah, we're referring to an incident like that. 13 14 years ago, it was Vossi, Uh, who else was there? Simon Black was there. Simon
1: Black, I reckon, the G train, and of course, Stevie Lawrence, who was involved in all those incidents. And something happened allegedly, happened. they
0: were playing pool. There's footage of it, so I don't think it's allegedly. Yes, there's footage of it. They okay. sat playing pool, and I think the bloke, the bloke they were playing, um, chucked a ball at them. And then it kind of now. Let's just state.
1: Let's just state for fact that the bloke that they were playing pool with had no fucking idea who he was playing pool against. If you're playing pool against Michael Voss and the G Train, the, all the balls stay in the pockets or on the table. Like you're not launching a ball at those blokes. Yeah,
0: I don't know what, what was said or what happened, but they. And then I think it went outside and got a bit <laughs> excitable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, Adam, we got a live show. Yes, we're returning. We're back. It's fuck I'm looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to just being back with the uh, Junk Time Family again at the European Beer Cafe. Hey, it's April 3rd, Sunday as a part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Well, oh, no, it's not at 4 <laughs> no, p.m. It's during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, but it's not a part of We the have nothing to do with the Melbourne <laughs> International Comedy Festival. We don't need to pay a license to them. We are our own entity. Yep.
0: We get to keep that sweet rego money. Uh, It's going to be 4pm at the European Beer Cafe, as the usual, as the norm. We're going to have special guests. It's going to be lots of fun, lots of laughs. Last year we
1: had what Brad Scott and Dane Swan. That was a cracker show, wasn't it? Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. And remember remember how uh, uncomfortable you made Brad Scott feel at the very start when you eyeballed to eyeballed him and said, I'm, I'm about your size and yet I was frightened of you when I heard you were coming to parties that I was at when I was well, younger. Well, I
0: don't think he was really much bigger than me. Like, um, I think maybe no. an, about an inch taller. But yeah, but I, as I said on the on, on the live show, it's in the archives <laughs> as you want to do, but when I used to go to parties when I was like 16, whatever, um, this rumour would go around that the Scott brothers were coming and everyone would get terrified mm. that they'd be going to come and show up and beat everyone up and we'd all go home crying. But um, they never showed up I didn't use even know what head, they looked like Use your head as a pool cue. I just had no idea what yeah. they looked like And um, and I, uh, everyone was saying like Oh, they're, they're coming, they're coming And um, yeah, it just kind of sent the fear of God through uh, But I, I reckon also he knew his rep as well Like he'd made a joke about it Of course yeah, yeah.
1: Of course And I imagine at the parties that you were at Most of you would have run and hid in the wine cellars Just trembling just next to the penfold, just too scared. Should we? Should we drink the the Dom Perignon <laughs> or, not, or or will they come home and bust no, us? No, we go into the um, escape room, second pool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'd get the butler to <laughs> fly the helicopter over. Um, yeah. But I remember a story. I, yeah, maybe this might be out of line. But I had a mate who went to school with him, with well, with them, mm-hmm. and um, he said they had a group called the Cunts, like that was their little gang. They'd call themselves the Cunts, and that was, mm-hmm. so. I think that kind of sums up like the reputation you know uh, uh, in those teenage years not now obviously, highly respected member of the afl
1: <laughs> no i reckon there's a lot of people who probably still refer to him as that <laughs> or both of them so we're doing the live show it's on sunday april 3rd at 4pm and michael where can people get tickets
0: dot uh, com. just type in junk time afl pod or something like that and you can get tickets there 20 bucks 20 bucks
1: that's a bargain little uh, that's a bargain and I reckon by then, because Victoria's just eased up on all their um, restrictions and stuff, it's gonna be it's gonna be a full house. So get there, junk times. Get your tickets. Of course, as we uh, secure the guests, we will drip feed that to you. Um, we've got a few names that we're currently working on. We're just you know back and forth with management and stuff. And uh, have we ever let you fucking down, junk times? Have we? Have we ever ever let you down? I don't think we have.
0: Yeah. So Ricky Nixon will be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mate, Ricky Nixon's uh, got a new um, uh, a new course. He's starting a new course. We weren't going to talk about this just yet, but you brought him up. The great man. He's offering people. He's he's starting a management course. It's quite interesting. So he put up a thing on Instagram, mm. was it? Uh, Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, someone sent that into us. So
0: thank you. It's such a how to learn to be a player agent. Now, now yes. in his defence, like he was a game changer in that regard until he got set up and. Uh, yeah. you know, the Russian uh, government got involved and, like, you yeah. know, leaked those pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> but in his defence, like, yeah. he was a game-changer. But at the same time, like, if you're walking into a room... I mean, I'm sure you're handing over cold hard cash. Like, it's cash. It's cash only. <laughs> but if you're walking into a room to, like, learn from Nikki how to be a, a player agent, like, I don't know, maybe he tells you what not to do. So it's just like... um, don't, oh, yes. don't do lines with a teenage girl. Um, don't yep. leave yep. your phone line around
1: near the girl. <laughs> don't get pictured in your underwear. Uh, yeah, don't drive into the back of a tram <laughs> and then leave said car, don't even though it has your rego. claim you have thousands of rapid tests. <laughs> <You> clearly won't. <laughs> don't put a YouTube link in a book. <laughs> uh, don't lo- launch said book at a uh, bakery underneath (laughs) your house. Don't get into a punch-on with one of your ex-clients in (laughs) Way, in Port Melbourne. Uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch. Actually, it would be a great course. if You you would come out of that and you would have just... That would be like a three-year course. If he listed everything that you shouldn't uh, do as a player manager, that's quite the course that you've got to uh, do. Quite fascinating. The Ricky Nixon
0: um, uh, University... Actually, can we look into – can you look it up now? Like, can you look into, like, any more detail? Like,
1: is there a, uh, yeah, is there a, a price? You know what I, what I love first off is how um, – so the picture that he's put up, so it's a, a photo um, that was obviously on his Instagram, and he's put up a picture of – he's got Wayne Carey and Gary Ablett, two of, two of the better people that have ever come out of the <laughs> AFL. And they're holding a Club Ten jumper, which is what Ricky Nixon started. Club Ten was the uh, big that's right, yeah, you know, sports agent kind of thing. But I don't know if they, those those two are the, the, the ones that you want to go. Oh yeah, I want to be like I want to be like Wayne Carey and, and Gary Ablett. That's who I'm I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, I wouldn't put them on
0: like a business card or something like that because they got. Because I'm <laughs> trying to think who was in Club Ten. They
1: had Chief,
0: had Gary Lyon, Tony Lockett, Tony Lockett, Tony Lockett, yeah. Um, would there have been like an Adelaide player or something? Or was it before Adelaide or
1: Yeah, I reckon it was about early like I reckon it was about Oh James Heard was one, I so, reckon. Yep. Um at don't think you had Dermy. So I'm trying to think there's an iconic photo of them at the top of Collins yeah. Street looking down, and I reckon there's might maybe five or six, and I reckon we've almost hit it there, and they're all wearing like polos and chinos. Mm.
0: I wonder what 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 would you pay for this I reckon.
1: Cuz he's going to he's going to gouge you. Oh Michael <laughs> he's going to he's going to take 15% of everything you earn at the back end. <laughs> but the thing is if you did get accreditation from the Ricky Nixon Institute the um, doors that would open. that be recognised? <laughs> yeah, would that be recognised anywhere <laughs> aside from, you know, pubs and, and nightclubs? Yeah, sure.
0: Because I wonder, actually, are there are there courses where you can learn to be a sports agent? I mean, apart from this, one, like, are, there, are there like university courses you can do? Or do people like do sports
1: admin? Is that a th- degree you can do? And that kind of maybe covers that kind of area? Let me just have a look quickly, sports management courses. I would think that there would be actual courses in it because it's become quite the business. Yeah,
0: yeah, now. yeah. I mean, I saw this documentary about this guy called Jerry Maguire and... Yeah. Oh yeah, he got fired, and then he
1: came back with one client, and then. Um, yeah, so uh, Swinburne and Deakin and Latrobe all offer a Bachelor of Sports Management. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So there you go. So people, if you um, if you want to be hated by most of the footballing world, uh, get yourself. I into was going to
0: say, like, do they do an interview to get the students in, and they go, "Oh, you're a complete fuckhead." Welcome to the course. (laughs) I can't stand being in this room with you for more than five minutes. You'll be fantastic.
1: All right. So, say, for example, you have Gary Ablett Jr. on your books. He's thinking of moving to the Gold Coast. What has he said? I don't know. I haven't spoken to him for six months. (laughs) Bang! In you come, son. You know how to be a manager. Get on board. So it's saying here on Ricky's LinkedIn that uh, this is from 2017, so we've got to adjust for inflation and Ricky's stuff. LinkedIn. But courses are, the cost is 350 bucks or $250 for students. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. So it's six weeks, and he said the course takes up to two to three hours a week in your own time. It can be done anywhere in the world, providing you have internet access. Oh, fuck. Gotcha. asking a lot.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: Should we do it? Like I'll be in Melbourne in about a month. Like,
0: should we should we go?
1: I mean, it would it would help us at the back end. We can negotiate uh, better guests on the show if we manage players. We go well. You're doing junk time again.
0: Or or if we're on, it would affect this show by the fact that when we come onto this mm. show, we wouldn't be able to say anything. So we'd be like, true. Look, there's I've heard stories reports about a Ricky Nixon sports agent course, but I, I can't say anything. More than that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know we'll anything. have to leave it there. Haven't talked to him in a month. <laughs> will
1: have to leave it there. <laughs> hey, uh, Jack Darling. What would you do if... Okay, so uh, so, uh, question without notice. I was just about to get to that. Question without notice. What would you do if you're the manager of Jack Darling who has refused to get himself a vaccine and he's basically not going to be able to play? He's going to be the next Liam Jones. You're his manager, Michael. What do you say to
0: him? I'm going to say you're on about 750 grand a year. <laughs> um <laughs> I want some of that fucking sweet commission that I fucking negotiated. <laughs> so, can you please yeah. so I can get on the field because I want that money? Because I think.
1: I don't know. What you do is you go, Jack, we need to have a meeting. And then you get him in there and he sits down in a chair and you go up to like hug him from behind and then bingo, bango, jab in the arm. Oh, sorry, Jack, I slipped. You've got a little bit of Novavax in you, mate. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. And I then think you, you might go, right. mate, you're cleared to play. You can't get it out of your system once it's in there. Fucking it's all over, Jack.
0: No, definitely. You'd be like in the middle of January. You'd be like going, oh, Jack, it's flu season. you got to get the flu jab, mate. I mean, I know it usually happens around winter, but it's yeah. flu season, mate.
1: But yeah, 750 mate. grand. And then I think they... Yeah, Jack, Jack, I'm letting you know tuberculosis is right <laughs> through the West Coast <laughs> Eagles at the moment, mate. You've got to get this shot.
0: Dude, Uh, just news out about polio, that it's uh coming out... <laughs> A lot in New Zealand, so we just want to be safe. Just want to be
1: safe. You know all those players that you've seen that you think are in moon boots? That's not a moon boot, mate. They're calipers. He's got polio. Um, So it says
0: 750 grand, and then I think it says he'll be Mm. cut by 75%. So what, you go down to about 180, I imagine. Would that be right? Yeah. Yeah, roughly. Um, But this is the great bit that we like, was the fact Mm. that it seems like he's been getting a bit of advice. Yes, so see, he's from two understood places. understood to have taken advice from Tasmanian uh, integrative doctor. Yep. And integrative mm. is in commas, as in like... Yep. Um, it's bullshit. Like, th- we're not sure if this is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a guy who's been a key figure in promoting so-called technological diseases like EHS, electrohypersensitivity. sensitivity. Which is said to can be caused by five G devices. So
1: there's your problem. There's your problem. I mean, if the Eagles played in remote uh, areas of WA where there isn't access to five G, then he can play on the list, and that that's not on Jack Darling. That's I blame Telstra. I blame Vodafone. All I blame Optus. They're getting into Jack Darling's skin and causing electro hypersensitivity and you know you can't play footy with that happening in your body michael i've said that all the time i've got
0: a question are we all on 5g Mm. or is it just like certain devices so like i've
1: got like an iphone 7 i think like no i think you need a 5g capacity phone but i think just because you don't have that phone it's still out there causing the issues that it's causing All oh yeah for
0: sure for sure like i want to make it absolutely clear like it might have come Mm. across that we were making fun of this doctor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we take this as seriously as the next man. Okay? You've got to yeah. be very careful about 5G. I mean, that's...
1: Yeah, that's why we were both in Canberra on the for weekend. Sure. Because sure. we
0: are not happy. I mean, you lit the match that burned down the front of Parliament House. I mean, I was very proud of you for that. Yeah. And I made sure <laughs> I filmed it. Because <laughs> I know when you're committing a <laughs> crime on federal property, you got to film that shit.
1: Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people that were in Canberra on the weekend also said that... Uh, uh, a lot of the protesters was, uh, said that they needed to be careful because a lot of them were getting burnt. And they said that that was caused by 5G and not being outside all day in an Australian summer. Yeah. It was definitely 5G. So you've got to be careful. When you're on the beach, that 5G will fucking kill you, people. And you can't put sunscreen on because that'll kill you as well. So you just stay away from the towers. For
0: sure, for sure. It's like when people say to me, like, what's the weather like? And if it's, you know... 35, I'm just like, sheesh, a lot of 5G out there today. (laughs) Can you slip, slop, slap for 5G? (laughs) Um, So I hope Jack comes back. Come on, Jack.
1: So now we've lost Jack Darling. Well, it looks like he's more than likely... I think he might have a week or three weeks before... No, he's got a week. And basically he's been kicked out of the West Coast Eagles. He's not allowed to play. We've lost Liam Jones and... um, uh, Jed Anderson looks to be going the same way for North Melbourne and then we had uh, the Adelaide player who I can't remember the AFLW player whose name escapes me she was and she was a nurse as well and she went, I don't want to take it so she's not playing as well. So there's been a surprising amount I'm, I'm surprised by four.
0: Now Jed Anderson is a little bit of an exception by the fact he says that he had an adverse reaction so he had a bad reaction now I don't know what that reaction was. like I had mates oh, okay. I had mates who were kind of you know knocked around for a day or two. Um, when they yep. got it, I mean, I had I've had three jabs and I felt absolutely nothing the entire time, um, and so other mates were like, you know, sluggish and you know a bit crook when they've had theirs. So maybe maybe Jed had maybe a more serious reaction than we um than we think, but uh, that seems to be the thing stopping him from um, um uh, getting another
1: one. Fun fact, I think Jed Anderson. I've had fifteen jabs. Sorry, mate. I've had 15 jabs. Yeah, I've had 15 jabs. I've got five different passports, so I just keep going back.
0: Fun fact, uh, Jed Anson comes from a family of like seven kids or something, and um, all of their names start with J. Are
1: there any double-ups? Are there there two jacks?
0: (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's not a fucking St. Kilda family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so AFLW, they always have um, strict restrictions in WA when the Collingwood team went over there.
1: Yeah, so the last couple of weeks they've allowed – I think it's Carlton and Collingwood have been over in a strict sort of biosecurity bubble. They're only allowed to stay on one level of their hotel, go play the game and then come mm. back. And then I think they get to – is it true that when they're over there they've been playing West Coast and then they play Freo just to get it all done? Is that how it works? It must worked? have been how it works, yeah.
0: But I found it interesting whether well, yeah. the players were complaining a little bit by the fact that – well, actually, maybe it wasn't the players. I'm not making that up. But um, they were playing at a suburban ground um, – Uh, In Perth And There was only one toilet And they all had to share the same toilet But It did make me Strike me as Just thinking of the suburban grounds I've been to Like the ones that kind of Are not constantly used You know the like And run down Yeah yeah And you do go That Would have been fucking horrible
1: (laughs) You know when you walk into a toilet And you're like you just feel, you feel the burn. It feels like you've walked into a room full of ammonia. Yeah. You know, like a public toilet, or particularly like men's urinals that have been oh, pretty ripe in the heat. You're just like, oh my god, I just went blind for a couple dude, of seconds.
0: Dude, I remember doing a thing last year in Canberra, about a year ago actually, and um, a rally, and they were like, you can go down to the toilet just down there. Like we're outside, it was like filming something, and you go down the toilet, and they're like, you know, like, oh you know, easy access to toilets. And seriously, it was. a Almost like that scene from Train Spotting, like walking into these public toilets <laughs> and just going, like, I, I'm just going to wet my pants. Like I don't want to go anywhere yeah. near this thing.
1: Like horrible. So they're at a ground in Lath Lane in uh, Lathers, as they call it over there, called Mineral Resources Park, which I like that. It's just a nod oh. to the uh, the mining over the there. WA. Yeah, and it said uh, so the players the Emergency players were forced to stay inside, mm. stifling change rooms with no lights or cooling during the game because they were under quarantine. Thing now, cooling I get if you're an out-of-suburban uh, football ground, of course you're not going to have any cooling. No fucking lights! Like, what is going on over there? Like, are they just are they in a blackout over there? Like, if they really cut themselves off for the rest of the it's country, it's kind of weird. It's like it's like this like a sequel
0: to a Saw movie
1: or something. Like, two people have to sit yeah, in the dark change rooms. And then they said fifty people players and staff had to use that one toilet that's a lot now why couldn't you why couldn't you have
0: like three toilets and just keep them separate
1: from the other people like in terms of like you know like the other team can't use those three toilets like You know what it was, though? I reckon that was confined to that one change room. There was one toilet in there, which, again, is odd because if it's a football ground, even in the change rooms, you're going to have three. You're probably going to have a urinal. Yeah, sure. You would have thought, there's got to be showers there. Piss in the shower. I mean, you're making the most of it. You're in the quarantine bubble. But it seems weird to have one toilet. Like, what are other people doing when they play there? Like, are you waiting for your mate? Well, you know
0: what's actually kind of interesting, Adam, is that I did a tour of Chelsea's home ground probably about two and a bit years ago. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty certain I'm pretty certain in both the away and home team rooms, I'm pretty certain they only had one toilet. Like I think there was like a urinal kind of area. But I'm pretty certain they only had one toilet as well. Like when I went to the rooms, like they they weren't particularly big. And so in my head I was just thinking like, Oh, these place this place would stink. (laughs) Like like with all the sweaty dudes coming in on a wet day. But like, so maybe this is actually, maybe minerals, resource, ground or whatever, maybe that's actually the highest of the highs. Stanford
1: Bridge is like, you know, one of the greatest um, stadiums going around. So they've gone, we've modelled this on Stanford Bridge. They only have one toilet. Therefore, we are at the same level as an EPL team. Yeah, maybe that's their take.
0: Hey, uh, collective mind, Dude. Mind. There was some. I mean,
1: they're one of the they're one of the great um, uh, what would you call it motivational um, organisations in the world. I would have said there was some kind of weird stuff this week because
0: I think the journo Sam McClure and Caroline Wilson had to apologise and the Age um, and uh, what are they Nine yeah Channel Nine I suppose that own it yes um, had to apologise and remove the articles from their websites talking about that camp that infamous camp and it's kind of strange isn't it like they kind of uh we all heard all these details about the camp and now you have to apologize for them. I, I don't quite know what's going on i feel like that there's something more going on or if, it, or if or maybe it was like kind of would you call it defamation or like or it was like a certain brand of defamation that got them in trouble does that make sense
1: well, basically, they Collective Mind launched some legal action against Nine and, and uh, Caro and Sam McClure over the reporting of it. And so they kind of – they won it because cause remember WorkSafe South Australia came out and said, hey, there's no problem with mm. it here. And yet there was all this reporting around it and then players left the club. And so every fucking all coach things, left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so many things happened. For a, an, an adventure that nothing happened at, there was a lot of repercussions – and you also get the impression that uh,
0: this is what I'm thinking. Like just by the fact, like it, it would have been so devastating to
1: Collective Minds brand. So oh, there's nothing. Yeah, absolutely, it would have been. But also, um, again, if you've done nothing wrong, why are so many people leaving? Yeah, yeah. That's what I don't get. And I guess that's what because uh, Sam McClure has certainly not backed down from this at all. He lost his Quill yep. Award.
0: And that's got to hurt. It's got to hurt when they take an award off you. I mean, I think we can all talk about, you know, our life ambitions and the like. Mm. And, I mean, I know, you know, obviously, like, Luke Hodge, you know, who's got four premierships, two North Smith, a couple of B&Fs. He said he'd he'd give it all back for a Quill Award. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very strange story. I can't quite get my head around it. I kind of, I feel like it's like a a defamation-ish kind of case, but maybe things still happened?
1: Yeah, so what I like is, uh, so in a statement it says, Collective Mind said after lengthy legal discussions, so they've obviously uh, maybe have started to sue them or, you know, gone into some sort of legalese kind of chit-chat, yep. and they said here, the media company and journalists, so Nine, The Age, and Caro and Sam McClure, acknowledged that the camp was run in good faith... And with the players' interest front of mind. So, maybe they're saying, hey, we meant to do really good things. Sure, half a dozen people fucked uh, off yep. and it, you, know, yep. you heard a lot of bad things. But, but you're saying we intended to do bad things. We didn't. Sure, bad things happen. Sure. Gotcha. You know, like World War II. Hitler meant just to take over <laughs> the world.
0: So, it's a bit like if I was driving a bus full of school kids mm. And mm-hmm. I drove off a bridge accidentally because a spider came down from the window. So, yep. in theory, I was trying to get that bus to the school. It just so happened yeah. that I drove off a bridge.
1: <laughs> yes, and you, you know, you the ice pipe fell in your lap <laughs> and was still hot and caused you to veer off the road. That is not your fault. And you would receive an apology from all those children's parents. And rightly so. For said. sure, for sure. Um. Yeah.
0: A, a I, um, I think I'm right. There's no financial payout.
1: Is that right? No, there doesn't seem to be. They just wanted an apology and a retraction. Yeah, sure, so they sure. got all of that, which kind of goes all right. So there's still all those rumors out well, there. Well, building back for them is going to be fucking hard work, isn't
0: it? Like, if you if you went to a seminar, you know, like you're working on a show, they're like, "Oh, we're going to yeah. do some term building. Uh, we have got this group called Collective yeah. Mind. You're just going, "No, no, <laughs> no, not the talking stick. Not the talking <laughs> stick. Yeah.
1: You go, where do I know that? Then you hear, uh, oh, we're from Tigerland You're like, no, no. <laughs> some
0: sad news coming out of
1: Perth. Um, oh, geez, it's been tough in Perth, yeah. hasn't it? First the first you lose Jack Darling, then you've got the, the Collingwood AFLW team stra- doing
0: it tough. So it looks like Basil Zempelis is going to be leaving Channel 7 over there. So am I right that he's leaving the whole network? Like he won't he'll stop presenting like the football and stuff? Or will he
1: keep doing that and just mm. stop doing the news? I think he's just stopping doing the news. He says he's winding back. Sure, okay. Uh, So he he says he'll remain in a semi regular role. So these are his his words. So obviously management have gone. uh, You're fucking dead, and you will keep you on because you're still contracted. But mate, you are going to be doing postcards (laughs) and the (laughs) shit places that no one wants to go. And you know what, Basil? We're going to send you to Northern WA. And you know what, Baz? You're going to be driving. Yeah, man. sure. We're not flying you up yeah. there. And you're going to have a GoPro. That's how you're doing it, mate. We're not sending a crew with you. So enjoy postcards. Champion. No, I like the idea that um,
0: they've said to him, uh, Baz, uh, we're shipping you off to a, like a seven-mate show. And so it's like mm. you've got to be like a gold miner, you know, fishing for Barramundi yeah. and travelling around <laughs> the caravan. Like every seven-mate yeah. show is like that. It's like we're just a couple of lads in a tinny uh, catching crocs yeah. and then we're going <laughs> to... Um, but I mean, he's catching crocs and panning for gold. He's got a lot on his plate, surely. Like, he's already the Lord Mayor. Um, he has an intense dislike of the homeless.
1: Well, now he can focus on. Like, he doesn't... Because s- you know what? A lot of those homeless would probably set up for the night while he's getting his news bulletin yeah, ready. Sure. And now he can be on the streets, Move moving them along, on. shooing them... Yeah, you know, uh, putting honey over all the places they sleep, just things like that, just to keep them not sleeping out in public, those disgusting homes. Sure. Oh, and he also, he's also,
0: obviously, also very committed to, um, uh, he spends a lot of work thinking about um, trans brands, Uh from his That's previous right. comments and as well. And he can focus
1: <laughs> more on that as well. So, you know, that's the other thing. Instead of thinking about the news bullet and he can think about what he's going to be talking on his breakfast show the next morning and what, you know, marginalised groups he can <laughs> offend. He's only so far gone trans, but it just... Um, that's because he was so yeah, busy. And there now There's so many other people that he can take aim at. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, let's listen to And now he's now. Got the time to do it. <laughs> so, uh, good luck, Basil. We look forward to hearing from you a lot more and being offended <laughs> um, now that you have more time on your hands.
0: Uh, we can't wait, Baz. Mate, It's gonna give me be a great. call. I've got a few people I want to put in the firing line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. hey. hey, just before we hit the road, I'm uh, running a brand new uh, bunch of Supercoach League. So for anyone listening, I'm not going to list all the numbers like I normally do, Junk Timers. If you want to be a part of the Junk Time AFL podcast Supercoach leagues I think I've got about Five set up If you'd like to be A part of that Then just please Email us at uh, Junktimeaflpod At gmail.com And when you Email them through I will Get back to you With the code And hopefully You can join in And we'll have some fun So I think there's Probably what would there be in If you'd subtract me from 84 spots available Oh cool Or 85 cool, cool. So first 85 In best dressed As we say
0: What's the difference Between Supercoach And the other one
1: uh, the other one is AFL Dream Team, dream team yeah. and Supercoach has all the money behind it and no one plays AFL. Oh, okay. Is the difference. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, a couple
0: of footballers in real life. Hit me. So uh, I took a flight from Melbourne to Sydney a few weeks ago. And, um, yeah, someone's doing it. I right. know, I know. It's up the front. What carrier did up you Up the use? front of Jetstar, if I don't mind. <laughs> um,
1: nice.
0: I saw a few um, AFLW umpires. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, how did you know? Oh, uh, they were in uniform. Like, so, you know when the players go to the airport and they're wearing their polo shirt and shorts or whatever?
1: Yes, yes. They were wearing
0: their uniform like that, yeah. um, One of them had their cap on backwards and one of them had their sunglasses on their head on a plane, which I thought was that's a, bit a bit fucking cool weird.
1: It's a, a bit cool for an umpire, isn't it? Have your cap on backwards, you knock it off their head? Um,
0: well, that, that's the thing, man. You spend like an hour and 20 minutes next to them on a plane and it's like... Oh, I wanted to call you a low dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just had to bite my tongue. It's I was under like your breath was just just shaking, kind of going, got to get him. I want to get him. <laughs> it's under your breath, you fucking dogs. Uh, excuse me? No, nothing, nothing. Just calling the wait, calling the uh, hosties over. Uh, excuse me, there's a uh, fucking, there's a loose dog on the plane. Oh, where? <laughs> Those two right there. And then... Um, uh, Did you try and engage them in
0: conversation No, at all? no, no. They look quite young, actually. Like uh, they're yeah. early early twenties, I reckon. And so, I, w- I was the kind of person I could call. Them. I would I would be able to, I'd be able to call them son. I'd be like, hey son. How yeah, are you? okay. And then other football in real life because we didn't get even from the junk times mm. that there. there's a junk time? feel free to hit us up. Junk time at Um, if you do see football in real life, but uh, Nathan Buckley in real life. Oh, where at? I went to the finale of uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get
1: Me Out of Here. Oh, excuse me, Mister Mr. Mr. Showbiz, Mister Man hey, About Town. Tell you what, someone I didn't see that in confidential. Someone
0: going in there for a free, uh, a free ticket. <laughs> um, but I went to that. I used to work on the show in the first series, two thousand fifteen, and um, and so I was like, oh, it's in town. A few mates are they're going to be there, and I was like, oh, I'll I'll go along, catch up with people, and then went to the party afterwards, and I was just at the bar. I think they made a few speeches, and
1: um. Yeah, I bet you were, mate. Hey, Chamber getting a few free free frothies, frothies to my and, uh,
0: and Bucks was there, and I just said to him, I was like, oh, I was, I was like, oh, I talked to him, and I was like, oh, mate, you know, you did the podcast with us a couple of years ago. He's like, oh, yeah, that was, I remember that. That was good fun. That was good fun. Adam's a cunt, and um, <laughs> but it was interesting actually because the the couple of the uh, producers gave a speech, and then Bucks got up and made a speech. And it was very much a coach's speech. Like, it was about... Really? Yeah, like, it was almost like the kind of speech, like, you might give if, like, Pendles retires. You know? It was like, you know, your dedication and your commitment and your leadership. Like... Yeah, right. It was really right. a real coach's speech. Yeah, it was quite fascinating watching that. But then he introduced me to his dad. So, I spent about half an hour talking to him. Right. So, what's that? NBD, Nathan Buckley's dad. I mean, he might have a contender for <laughs> JGD. Yep, yep. But he was quite fascinating. Now, he,
1: was... Was Ray like a, a Port Adelaide superstar or anything like that? Did he play footy at sample level? I was Samuel about to level? say,
0: no, he played at Woodville. So that's now oh, Woodville, that right? West Tyrants now. But, um, yep. yeah, he said he so he would have played with Blighty? Well, that's a good question, actually. A friend of mine asked me that the other day because he was telling me he got drafted. There's not a huge amount of f- information out there about his football career on the internet because I was looking for it. But he, he said yeah. he got drafted in 65 to Vietnam and I think he went there for like a year. And then he came back and I think he did play for like, you know, a good solid five, six years. So I was trying to work out in my head if that would have switched out with Blighty because he, I said to him, you know, who were some of the major players and, you know, for that come from there. And the first one he did say was Blighty. So maybe there was a little bit of crossover because I think Blighty probably finished about 83, I reckon. Maybe
1: Yeah and he was he was In South Australia For quite a while Before he came to the Kangas Because he yeah. didn't get to the Kangas till what 75 or 6 You'd imagine
0: Yeah I reckon he would have got there Maybe 74-ish I'm going to imagine He played in that grand right. final Against Richmond But I'm not totally sure But uh, but no Ray was an interesting dude Um, And, uh, and I think he was very formative In Bucks' You know Football career Like I think it was almost A bit like He's like I'm going to make
1: you a footballer You know what I mean yeah, yeah, and and what was it like seeing? Ray, what did? How did Ray handle going back into the jungle? Like, was he a bit jumpy or anything? Like, having spent time in Vietnam, did you just make loud noises and stuff around him? Well, actually, I did talk to Ray, and i i i, I did ask.
0: I was kind of, i was trying to get how to phrase it, and I kind of wanted to ask, like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> but I, I yeah, can't without yeah. saying that. You know those words, yeah. and so it kind of took me a while. But, um, but yeah, I think I think any, I'm going to suggest any war will knock you around a little bit. I reckon, don't you think? I think,
1: I think <laughs> yes, knock you around a bit. That but is he said, right. a nice guy. Hey,
0: uh, we're going to hit yeah, the road. Should we hit the road?
1: Yes, don't forget we've got our live show April third Sunday at four o'clock at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets available on trybooking.com, and of course we will be announcing guests coming up in the next few weeks. So uh, look
0: out for that. Gonna be sick. We're at for at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go Hawks!
1: Go Blues at the tank of it.